0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today? She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shayna Thornton.
2: Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host. Shayna Thornton. Of course, I am Shayna, and I am so excited that you are with us uh, this first Tuesday in June of 2015. It is June 2nd. Hope your June is starting off right. Uh, If not, hopefully by the end of tonight's segment, you will be having a happier one. Well, everyone, we are on live right now, and we thank everyone for all of the support. Now, you should know that this show is not a left-wing show. It's not a right-wing show. This This is a universal show for every single member of the community. We aim to bring the issues and topics to you that matter, that are relevant, and that are timely. And, of course, we hope that our approach is refreshing and quite intriguing to you. Now, tonight's segment will excite you. We're talking about the diversity in the U.S. workforce. Diversity in the U.S. Workforce, and it is a one interesting concept and conversation tonight. Of course, I am no expert, but I have two celebrated experts with me who've dedicated a large part of their life to studying it and also helping and assisting us in making things more productive and for everyone to cope and get along. So you certainly want to stay tuned in to tonight's show. Remember, the tagline here is Real Talk for Real People. Real Talk for Real People. We bring talk radio with substance to you each and every Tuesday night. If you have not, I will invite and encourage you to check out our brand new website. It's easy to navigate. You're going to love it. Simply visit Com. Again, that's Com, And you're going to find everything you need on that website. Also, the various handles that we have for the many social media outlets that are out there. For instance, if you're on Twitter right now, you're listening to us, you are encouraged to hashtag LTA, all capital letters, LTA for Let's Talk America, and let your family, friends, and your colleagues know that you're listening to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, tonight as we spotlight diversity in the workforce, especially your colleagues. We really want them to tune in so we all can get along on the job, be it nonprofit, or for profit organization that you work for, corporate, if you're a teacher, wherever you are, this show tonight. The segment is for you. Well, let's get right to it. Before I bring in our two exclusive featured guests, please lend me your ears for just a few seconds to hear some very important messaging
3: search through acres of racks in store after store at an overcrowded mall or shopping center when you can save time and enjoy the simplicity of online shopping at TrendyBling.com. With an eye for today's newest fashion trends, TrendyBling offers chic and stylish clothing and accessories at prices that any fashionista can afford. Gone are the days of unforgiving fluorescent lights, messy, two small dressing rooms, and limited stock. By offering quality merchandise online, TrendyBling can stop far more than your average retail store or outlet. A simple search on TrendyBling.com makes it possible to find your unique fashion look with all the ease and comfort offered by online shopping in a snap. Go ahead, get your tablet, laptop, home computer, or mobile device and visit our website at TrendyBling.com to find that perfect ensemble for any occasion. That's TrendyBling.com Trendy with an I, Bling.com
4: I'm Sean Gilliland, etiquette consultant and author of the Success with Etiquette Book of Etiquette. Do you know how to make a proper introduction? Would you like to learn new techniques on how to communicate effectively to advance your career or increase your clientele? The Success with Etiquette Book of Etiquette teaches you the intricacies of etiquette that will sharpen your business acumen, making you and your ideas more appealing to clients and employers. Did you know social skills often take more time to learn than technical ability? Employers place as much or more emphasis on personality. With the Success With Etiquette Book of Etiquette, you will learn valuable business and social etiquette skills to enhance your professional image, polish your communication skills, and build your brand with positive first impressions to gain a competitive edge. The Success With Etiquette Book of Etiquette will help you avoid unconscious mistakes That sabotage your corporate image, profitable alliances, and reputation. The book benefits all professional levels, including children and young adults, because the principles of proper etiquette never changes. Enjoy a great book the whole family can read together. While learning business and social etiquette skills you can use in the boardroom and beyond, visit successwithetiquette.com for your copy of the Success with Etiquette, Book of Etiquette, and to learn more about our exciting books and programs, Contact area code 202 352 3166. Hi, this is Shirley,
2: and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thorpe.
5: My name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 730 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be.
2: Well, everyone, do know that we appreciate all of the support here at Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton. Of course, our national partners and sponsors mean so much. And, of course, with our weekly listeners, we would be nowhere. So we thank everyone because it does take teamwork. Thank you so much on behalf of the entire team here at Let's Talk America. Or hashtag LTA. Well, speaking of hashtag, if you are on social media right now, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, and you happen to be going through your news feed on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, let others know that you are tuning in live with us right now. Again, hashtag LTA. We truly appreciate everything. Well, I want to bring in our two exclusive featured guests because the topic tonight, diversity in the workplace. It's relevant to everyone. And if you're thinking, hey, I am retired or I'm about to retire, this conversation is still relevant because getting along with individuals that don't necessarily look like you or think like you is very critical, okay? But before we get started with all of that, I would like to share words of inspiration for tonight's segment. You know, Zig Ziglar once said, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Again, Zig Ziglar once said people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, Neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Well, you know that statement is somewhat comical, of course, but there is a message in that. So, of course, motivation for you may come or go. Maybe you've had some uh, bad hours or bad days or even some bad weeks and you don't see the light. Well, I can assure you that things will get better. Stay motivated. Motivate yourself or at least surround yourself by positive people uh, that will guide you in the right direction direction, okay, so keep going, it does get better, okay, so I do want to share that with you for tonight's show, well, right now, I want to prepare you for our first exclusive guest, of course, we are putting the spotlight on diversity in the U.S. workforce, now, do know this, that the millennials, that generation, have now surpassed generation X, to become the largest generation in the American workforce. Of course, this is according to the U.S. Census Bureau data. Now, this group, which happens to be 18 to 33 years old at this time, they now dominate the workforce. Of course, the U.S. workforce is very diverse, even beyond age. Every ethnic group, varied genders, and countless nationalities make up the current job market. It's not always a cohesive environment either. We are offering Real Talk for Real People on Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton, tonight. We are putting the spotlight on diversity in the workplace. So message all of your friends right now, let them know that the conversation that is impactful, that's relevant to everyone that's working and retired, if you're still dealing with human beings here on this earth, they need to tune in. Let's get right to it. Listeners of Let's Talk America, with your host, Shayna Thornton, it is Tuesday night and we are putting the spotlight on diversity in the workplace, and right now on the line with me I have a celebrated psychologist, Dr. Lori Lasavita, and she has a lot of experience and expertise in dealing with the many different types of individuals on the workplace in 2015. How are you doing this Tuesday night? I'm doing well. How are you? I am awesome, and I'm excited to talk about this topic because, Dr. Laurie, it's one of those topics many people uh, feel very uncomfortable or awkward about talking about, uh, especially when we talk about the many different generations uh, that are in the workplace together. Now, you know better than I do that there are several generations coming together right now in the same workplace. Now, that's got to be an interesting concept. What can happen when you put different groups of individuals separated by age together.
6: Right. So, uh, you know, as you said, we've got actually now we have four different generations that are all now participating in today's workforce, and sometimes that can lead to conflict on the job for everyone if we don't acknowledge those differences and use them in a way that's productive and and positive. Um, Each generation has different characteristics, uh, leadership styles, motivators, and things that engage them. So, one example is millennials. They're now the largest, uh, single largest segment in the workforce, and they want to make a quick impact. Some of their characteristics are that they're very flexible, they're mobile, they meet the uh, needs of the moment. But on the other hand, they're also quick and reliant on technology. And so that reliance on technology often um, uh, causes a lack of emotional intelligence or personal interactive skills, such as the ability to build teams as well as deal with difficult people. Okay. So each um, These differences can create uh, challenges uh, that can include miscommunication, conflict, lack of ability to build strong, cohesive and effective
2: teams. You know when I think of what you just said, when you talk about millennials and you compare them to other generations that obviously tend to be older in the same workplace. You know I do think when I'm looking around, I'm out with my family and I see someone uh, that is younger than me slightly, and they're at a table with family, friends, or whoever, and there's no verbal communication, doctor. But what I'm saying is everyone is on a cell phone, and they're seems so entrenched into the cellular phone. And to me, I'm almost cringing because I'm like, well, where's the cell social communication where is the real social interaction. I mean, that would be one of those qualities that I guess someone younger may not see as offensive or bothersome, but maybe perhaps an older generation would.
6: You know, that's that's a really good example. And so when you think about that uh, in in the workforce, and so if you have the millennials that are very technology-driven and you have other generations that are not, how do you build a strong, cohesive team? That's the question. And then how do we actually work with these individuals so that everybody respects the different characteristics and qualities that are being brought to the table? And so the focus um, really is, is that... What are the qualities and characteristics that lead to increased productivity and things? um, And and we know that that varies based on each generation. So we use a tool often um, called uh, emotional intelligence training and development that provides us with the tools to develop the characteristics that are necessary to pull those generations together so that they're they're able to form a high-performance
2: team. Oh wow, now I've heard uh, several people talk about emotional intelligence and it's something I've always been fascinated by Again, listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, we have the celebrated psychologist, Dr. Lori Lasavita, she is on with us, and we're talking about diversity in the workplace. It is a reality, and we all have to learn how to cope and deal with one another, and our differences may not be uh, as drastic, perhaps, as we think, and Dr. Lori, she's an expert. She's on with us. You talked about the E word, emotional intelligence. You know, how can emotional intelligence help to reduce? or eliminate conflict between the generations, Dr. Laurie.
6: Yeah, let's think about what it is um, as far as as as, um, defining it. So when we talk about IQ, everybody's familiar with that term. That's your thinking potential or your general intelligence. Mm -hmm. And that level is pretty much set throughout your lifetime with very little variance. The good news is that emotional intelligence, or EI, is something that can be enhanced and developed. So EI really is a measure of your ability to understand your own emotions and their effects, as well as those of other people, as well as read the currents in the environment, which then gives us the tools across generations to really understand our emotions and those of others to more effectively address and engage each other. and a good example of that is like, I'm sure we're all familiar with a, a scenario that I'll tell you about, uh, and I think it will resonate. So, you know, we've all wanted to ask our boss for a raise or, or promotion. And, you know, if you're walking to your boss's office and you say, and you hear him say to you or she say to you, uh, you know, it's been a very bad fiscal year, we're losing money, I'm not sure how to actually uh, work with this organization to and strengthen it. And then if you're not paying attention to to those cues or the emotional current in the room, and you go ahead and ask for that promotion or that uh, raise wow. at that specific time, more than likely you're not going to get it. <laughs> so it's being able to really understand what's going on in the environment, being aware of that environment, and okay. then um, realize when is the best time to bring certain
2: things up or, how, or to be more effective. Amazing. You know, tell me this. You gave a great example of emotional intelligence. You know, having emotional intelligence, is that also about picking up physical cues, what I imagine, Dr. Lori?
6: I'm sorry, can you say physical cues, did you say? Yeah. Absolutely, because sometimes when you talk to somebody and you'll ask them how they are and they seem visibly upset to you and they tell you, I'm fine, but they're, you know, they start to cry or they look agitated. Okay. Well, obviously what they're saying, what they're <laughs> actually displaying physically are two different things. So it's being really with what's going on with that other individual. And then understanding how people, when they say things to you, usually elicit some kind of an emotional response. Sometimes that response is out of character to the actual situation. And so an emotionally intelligent person would be able to recognize, okay, this is triggering something in me uh, and understanding what that is and being able to manage those emotions effectively. It's
2: not emotions that are positive or negative. It's the way that we manage those emotions Mm -hmm. so that they don't hijack
6: our behavior.
2: Beautiful. You know, as I listen to you, Dr. Lori, talk about emotional intelligence, you know, obviously it would help in the workplace. But, you know, as a human being, I'm thinking, This probably could help with relationships, marriage, relationships between mothers and kids, fathers and kids. Wouldn't you imagine? I mean, you would obviously have the experience with.
6: Absolutely. It's used in all different um, areas, and and you're absolutely right. Um, We as I.O. psychologists or industrial organizational psychologists, we help employees and organizations reach their full potential. And so this is one of the tools that we use um, in our toolbox. But again, yes, in any relationship, you know, everything comes down to relationships, whether it's in work or your personal life. It's that quality of relationship, that that, that respect that's really. Um, understanding what each in- individual, whether that's a-, a team in an organization or an individual in a, in a-, in a relationship, what they're bringing- to the table to recognize that, to respect that, and to try to pull out the strengths of each person rather than working on um, addressing limitations.
2: You know, so emotional intelligence, you said, it's not like IQ, you know, we're not necessarily born with it and, hey, that's your IQ, you're always going to have 120. You're saying emotional intelligence can improve, you know, how do industrial organization psychologists like yourself help workers reach their full potential when it comes to emotional intelligence?
6: Well, you know, it's interesting because an emotionally intelligent workforce can really, uh, they're really able to work harmoniously as a strong collective team across generations. Mm-hmm. So we actually go in and assess emotional intelligence uh, levels, and there's different um, uh, different categories of emotional intelligence, and then you have your one uh, composite score. So we look at how those different um, areas relate to each other. Um, so, for instance, you can have a high degree of empathy, but if you're not um, – if you don't have and and if you have a or you know a lower level of self awareness um, that can lead to a problem because having high empathy and low self-awareness can result in you perhaps giving too much of yourself and being too um, uh, uh, engaged with the other individual so yeah. that you're not taking care of yourself. So it's really we look at the scales and how they interact with each other to really determine what to work on with the individual, how do we enhance some levels, how do we perhaps modify others. So, um, you know, at Walden, I'm just so thrilled to tell you that we have just um, launched a new uh, industrial organizational psychology program um, where it's just such an exciting time as, as you can hear my excitement and, yeah. and, and um, it really want to help. Uh, what, really want to learn more about um, emotional intelligence, yes. uh, visit our website at okay. www.waldenu.edu ei for additional information, not only about Walden, but also about the five categories and skills of emotional intelligence and ways to develop those
2: skills. Wow. Amazing information, again, from the celebrated psychologist, Dr. Lori Lasavita. Thank you so much for being on with us this Tuesday night, uh, because the reality is the workplace uh, is diversified and that's a good thing, but we all have to learn how to cope and get along and reach our ultimate productivity. Thank you, Dr. Laurie. Keep it going.
6: It was my pleasure. Thank you.
2: What a powerful conversation talking about the age differences and emotional intelligence. But we are not done yet because I have a second part to this conversation that is very critical, and it does address head-on gender differences and also racial and ethnic differences. So you want to stay with me. But first, lend me your ears for just a few seconds.
1: Congratulations, on-air personality Shayna Thornton. On being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work.
5: Hi, my name is Sonise Myers. I'm the Wellness Director of Life, Sport, Work, Performance, and Fitness you looking for a coach or a trainer to help you reach your fitness and wellness goals, well, we have the perfect platform for the busy person who needs the convenience to access training and coaching 24-7, the personal attention to specifically meet your needs and your busy schedule, and of course, a buddy to hold you accountable and to keep it fun and motivated so that you just stick with it. We work with companies, organizations, community groups, and individuals to develop your wellness program. Start your first fitness challenge today for only $20 a month. Visit our website at www.lswfitness.com or call us at 678-607-5579. Again, that's www.lswfitness.com or call us at 678-607-5579. Let's get fit and stay fit.
2: Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and you already know we are presenting diversity in the workplace, how to cope, how to achieve the ultimate productivity uh, with getting along with one another. And, of course, uh, we just wrapped up the segment, or the conversation, rather, about uh, age differences and how to deal with that. And, of course, our previous guest spoke a lot about emotional intelligence. Right now with me, I'm speaking one-on-one exclusively with the one and only Dana Smith. He is actually a cultural proficiency consultant. He's been doing this for over two decades. He has a list of a distinguished clientele from individuals to nonprofits to corporations where he goes in and he really breaks it down how to deal with diverse groups of people because after all, we live in the world and in the United States. We have a very diverse, diverse culture rather. Dana, how are you doing this Tuesday night?
7: Oh, I'm doing just well, Shana. Thank you ever so much for approaching such an important topic on one of your show forums, but I'm
2: feeling well. What about yourself? Oh, I am excited, I will tell you, about talking about this because in a lot of ways, it's the white elephant in the room, Dana, that no one really wants to touch. We all know that diversity exists, and a lot of times there can be challenges from many people's perspective, but individuals would rather put a fluff on it, put a Band-Aid, and say, let's just keep going on. And I think... There's a lot going on right now uh, in this nation where we need to confront diversity head-on, and that's why I'm honored to have you on tonight. And let's get right to it, Dana. I want to talk about the D word, diversity. Um, You know, there's so much to it. Obviously, uh, there's an age uh, in terms of how we can be different, uh, middle age, the millenniums, uh, as the young generation call themselves. Um, You know, talking about gender, talking about race, now, I want to know from your perspective, because you're the professional at it. You've traveled the world talking about it. Are there challenges uh, when there are differences in groups uh, in the workplace, first off? Are there challenges, or is that in people's head?
7: No, I think the challenges are absolutely real. And likewise, they are in people's heads. So they they both apply. The challenges are very, very steep. They're real. It's sometimes even hard just to have an open-minded discussion on the various perspectives as a result of the group you may be a part of, whether you're male, female, black or white, or anything other. So there are very real challenges, including challenges with having adequate representation, people being treated fairly based on the, I like to call it, baggage, for lack of a better term chain, that individuals bring into the workplace vis-a-vis how they perceive and their degree of comfort with people who are different than they are.
2: Mm. So it sounds like the baggage uh, starts even before they go to work for that nonprofit or for that corporation, Dana, right? We're bringing in our own personal, uh, if you will, preferences or what mama or father could have taught us that may not have been right.
7: Absolutely. And usually in some of the larger inclusive terms we hear things like bias, preferential treatment. And in terms of that nature, we all have bias. I don't have a fix for bias because we're taught at such an early age. However, I do believe strongly that one way to address the bias that we all bring, be it to the workplace or to the home, is to have a conversation and talk about how some of that treatment in those perspectives could be harming a person who is not like me. Mm-hmm. I think that change basically starts with a conversation. But again, Chana, some of those conversations are not only difficult to have, some of them have to be mandated. In my experience, okay. many of those mandated conversations happen post-incident. Someone's been harmed, someone's not being hired, yeah. someone's not being promoted. And that adds a whole additional layer of challenge in having that conversation.
2: You know, uh, talking about uh, unfairness, rather, or uh, those biases that uh, can harm individuals, discriminate, if you will, that D word, there is no secret uh, that women tend to be compensated less Uh, than their male counterparts for the exact same jobs, Dana. You know, does this uh, reality, if you will, because I haven't found anyone yet to dispute that, you know, not saying in every situation, but we know that exists, and unfortunately it seems to be uh, more widespread than people would like to think. Does lack of awareness of diversity likely influence any of this when it comes to the differences in pay for gender, from your opinion?
7: awareness influences a great deal Shana, as a matter of fact one of the items in my toolkit when I'm trying to have this conversation that leads us toward equity between the genders whether it's pay or just interaction and generally speaking is raising that level of awareness some people are real comfortable in their false beliefs that those pay inequities between the genders does not exist so then you have to bring data and you have to discount what their beliefs are because it's simply not the truth. So that awareness, that raising of awareness, Shana, is most critical in all aspects of appreciating diversity in our
0: workplace.
2: It's Tuesday night, and you are listening uh, right now to uh, Dana Smith. He is a very experienced and celebrated cultural proficiency consultant. He's on uh, your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, uh, Shana Thornton. You know, Dana, I want to go here because this is truly the large white elephant in the room. I want to talk. About race. You know, from your professional experience, and I'm sure some of your personal experience influences uh, your professional uh, perspective, does race play a part? In the workplace, in 2015, even though, Dana, human resources, uh, they hold all sorts of diversity training classes or they show you films or they have you call in and listen to audio that's supposed to uh, say, hey, don't discriminate based off of race or whatever. you know. But does race still play a part in the workplace in 2015?
7: It absolutely, most certainly does. In every aspect of interaction between people, where races are either similar or different, it plays a major role. Here again, having people become more aware and more comfortable having that conversation in terms of how the race element is having a very significant effect on a person's progress, whether you're hired, who's fired, the neighborhood you live in, whether you get a loan, the social counseling that you receive that's different from non-people of color, it plays a role across the board. Oftentimes, people who are not in that group called people of color, as one of the politically correct terminologies is today, they look at themselves as being called racist as a result of having race-based bias. It's a deeper thing to be a racist. However, to acknowledge that race plays a role in our interactions, is simply the truth it's real it can be proven the data is replete with evidence of it
0: you still do that same experiment sending two individuals one black one white yeah.
7: to shop for homes or apartment Shana and yeah. one either is told that it's no longer available when you find out the race of the culture or they're charged so much more beyond their budget that they can't move in anyway mm. so it, that the race is a very real very
2: the reality of racism, of sexism, of discrimination of any sort. Uh, It may be hard for people to face, uh, to swallow, to acknowledge or admit, Uh, but clearly uh, we can uh, look at newspapers, we can look at incidences, and I'm not talking what uh, some individuals will call sensationalism. I'm talking about news. I'm talking about uh, realities. We know that discrimination uh, continues to exist. You know, but... So many people, Dana, uh, so many people, and some of them uh, well-intended individuals may downplay the other person's perspective. You know that. Well, that's a myth. Uh, maybe that's in your head. You know, um, it, they may tell women they're not necessarily uh, looking at you any different. You're making this up. Or you're being paranoid, if you will. Maybe you're, uh, you know, taking a news story and applying it to your life, meaning, in other words, people can come across insensitive if you will, as if other people's feelings uh, don't matter. Obviously, you've spoke to many individuals, many groups on the high corporate end about uh, this reality for some people. You know, what's your advice uh, out there for individuals that somehow just refuse to see that racism still exists in 2015, that sexism is alive in certain places among certain people? What do you say for those that say, no, no, things are peachy and rosy, those people are making that up?
7: Probably first and foremostly, I would have them have a data-based conversation around these issues in terms of the different reality of different groups of people in this country. I think one of the things that is holding us back as a country and being more progressive in real talk, as you call it, the big white elephant of or sexism in the room, is so many people have so much false information, and it's consistent with that false information in which they believe. When I show you that the pay is disparate, when I show you that neighborhoods are purposely kept segregated, when I show you that one person does not have access to the same curriculum of school that another's, okay. there's no rebounding from that in terms of denying that it exists. So that first conversation really needs to be data-driven. When I get into my personal belief systems and what I was taught, it could be right or wrong. Okay.
2: It put us yes. off the
7: mark. So that's really my recommendation to have a real data driven conversation okay. around the reality of different groups of people.
2: So, Dana, you're saying look at the evidence, look at the research. You know, this isn't a right wing conversation, this is not a left wing conversation. This is a conversation about human beings, right?
7: Conversation that could lead to improvement and more equity in how we are all treated. Sometimes in this country, we're taught more about the atrocities that have been affected on other people in other places than we are that have happened in this country. Okay. So we really need to deal with our own history and hold people accountable for not supporting equity in all walks of life, regardless of where you come from. And sometimes I just call it all that jazz of our personal identity.
2: Mm. real talk for real people right now on your national award winning family radio talk show let's talk America with your host Shayna Thornton of course we have the uh, celebrated Dana Smith is on with us he is a cultural proficiency consultant uh, over two decades in uh, the industry he's spoken to many individuals of all sorts of backgrounds that you can think of and trying to bring together our differences and making it more productive overall and it can be achieved uh, Dana I know you've had a lot of success with it uh, of course Of course, this show is not long enough to solve every single problem of discrimination in this country or the world, rather. But, you know, briefly, if we can, in a a very um, uh, brief synopsis, you know, how can we as a culture – Try to put aside any biasness, if it's possible. I know you said that that's one thing that's hard to do. Is it possible for employers or employees to try to put aside the differences uh, that may exist in the outside world when they come into the workplace so they're as fair and objective as possible, regardless of who's sitting in the chair in front of them in the office, asking for the raise? Yes.
0: Yeah.
7: It's possible to manage those biases. That's what we can do. But we can only do it voluntarily, so you can't be legislated or mandated to treat a person fairly or unfairly. It's got to be something that you are driven to do based on your value set. And most people have very consistent values. So you talk to people about fairness of treatment, where the biases come from, and how they affect you and your relationships and the livelihood of other people who don't belong to your same group. It is definitely possible when you hear from these companies when people are voting them as the best places to work, on top of the shelf, Shana, is how we value diversity. It's not a number one notch company, in the United States anyway, who does not have that as their number one part in their vision.
0: Mm -hmm. And that
7: takes work. My biases outside on the tree, they come with me, but my biases can be managed. You know, that's where we start.
2: You know, powerful information, Dana. Of course, Dana Smith is with us right now live Tuesday night. You know, Dana, after all, it's America, and many call America, the United States of America, a melting pot. We have many. Uh, ethnicity groups here uh, in this nation and there's so many and obviously uh, as you said there are biases that come uh, the way individuals are raised maybe perhaps from the uh, different nations they come from to be in the United States but you're saying uh, we can always uh, try to improve our value of individuals and those differences. You know I I love that thought. I have to ask you this. What should we be teaching our young people, Dana, the ones who may be 11 or 12, they've got the lemonade stand in the neighborhood uh, in the summertime, and one day we know they're going to go to work for that nonprofit or for that corporation that you've already gone to talk to and maybe going back to next week. Should I be teaching my 12-year-old son something about diversity in the workplace now, or should I allow him to learn it on the job?
7: I think you put yourself at a great risk if you allow them to learn it on the job. The job place has not progressed nearly at the rate that it should have. As you may mention before, there's still pay equity between the genders, and we know that is often applicable to the races as well. I think we should definitely be introducing our young people at age 11, 9, even 8 to the real people. History of the United States, which actually is a title of a book that I would recommend to a parent that would give to a child at that age, which is The People's History of the United States, talking about the role that so many diverse groups have played in the building, the sustenance, and the progress of this country. That's absolutely left out in many, if not all, of our historical books in our schools. So they come with information, again, that is false, that is made up, that is ritualized, And they just move it forward. And one of the things I hear from parents that I work work with often, Shana, is that we don't have that conversation about devices in our home, whether the home is an apartment or a trailer or a big mansion. But Mm -hmm. then I ask them, so what do you talk about? Well, they, too, are actually not having the conversation for lack of skills and lack of personal comfort Mm -hmm. sometimes to have that inclusive conversation. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we'd be best equipped to alert our young people and soon as possible at that age of reason in terms of how biases how differences are absorbed, and how we relate to people who are similar as well as different than ourselves.
2: Mm, excellent information. Awareness and teaching and education is always a part of it. Real Talk for Real People, Talk Radio with Substance. Dana Smith, we have to have you back on this show. And again, the future, the children, they really are our future. You know, before you leave us officially, how can our national listeners uh, sitting uh, and all over, uh, right now we have some listeners in Puerto Rico on with us now, how can they get in contact with you or learn more about you or the services you provide?
7: Our uh, two contact information. My email address is D-R-S-U-B-U-X. That reads Dr. Boobo X as in Zerox at Yahoo.com. And my direct business phone number, Shana, is six seven eight-five one six. Zero eight zero eight, and uh, they can always hit that Google or something and put my name in under cultural proficiency. And many news items about me where I've done my work will come up as well.
2: Wow, you're a friend here on Let's Talk America with your host, Dana Smith. Thank you, and we have to have you back on.
7: Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Dana.
2: Well, if it matters to you, we attempt to address it here on your national award winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shayna Thornton. Everyone, join us next Tuesday night, same time, same place. We've got uh, more interesting topics and people coming your way. Again, if you're interested in knowing what the upcoming show topics will be and our featured guests, Simply visit www.letstalkamerica with dot com. We appreciate it. And remember, if you came in on the middle of tonight's show segment, or if you want to listen to it again and take some more mental or written notes, I- Simply uh, visit the website, and you can go to on-demand episodes and listen to this segment or any previously aired segment, uh, of course, at your leisure, at your convenience, if you can't sleep at night, or if you're en route to taking the kids to summer camp. You can always listen to any show segment again. Know that. All right? We appreciate all of the support. Thank you for tuning in. Before you leave me, know this. I love great music as much as I love great conversation. And right now, I want to present to you a powerful, inspirational musical track by the one and only Dante Everhart. The name of the song is I Need Thee. I Need Thee uh, by songwriter Dante Everhart and, of course, vocalist also. But, hey, everyone, have a great week, and we will see you next Tuesday night. Enjoy the month of June. All content original. Copyright 2015 by Pageant and Thomas Enterprises LLC. Mm. Let's say
0: it, y'all. I need. I need. We all need.